You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. Pastor Todd here. So thankful that you're tuning in to this Sunday program. And if you're listening online, thank you so much. Uh, We have uh, a word that I feel the Lord gave me to share for you, uh, to you, uh, this this day. It's it's an important word. It's a timely word. It it will make you think. Uh, We're going to talk about this word on today's broadcast because it's kind of a synopsis, a summary, if you will, about where we are right now from a spiritual standpoint and what we can do as the body of Christ. So I want to talk about these things because, you know, it's just, uh, I've been watching, I've been listening, I've been seeing online the posts kind of, you know, we just came out of an election again in Georgia uh, where once again Raphael Warnock uh, won instead of Herschel Walker. Many people are down about these things and they just feel like what in the world is ever going to happen? Are we ever going to see something? Well, the good news is we are. Uh, But it's not what a lot of people have probably been saying because there have been some prophets online that have been saying a lot of different things. And so I actually want to cover, I just got back from Fort Myers, Florida. And Fort Myers, before I read the word to you that the Lord gave me, I want to read, uh, actually play for you this clip from evangelist Mario Murillo, who happens to be a friend of mine. Uh, This clip is a few minutes long and it's going to have some pretty uh, bombastic uh, words that are going to be spoken here, but you need to hear them. And I think we all need to kind of listen to this and kind of let it sink in. So here's evangelist Mario Murillo from Mario Murillo Ministries sharing in Fort Myers, Florida at the Fire and Glory Tour with Lance Wall. Now I happen to have been in attendance myself and uh, got to hang out with them. Uh, But I want you to hear this. So let's go ahead and play this clip. If somebody said there's going to be a red tsunami and we get a pink leaky faucet, then you got to look at them and say, well, why am I following them? Why am I listening to them? When they start telling you the bizarre things that they said they saw in heaven and somebody said, oh, well, I saw this and I saw this and I saw the other. And they go, and, I, and you can't criticize me for saying that those things are in heaven because unless you have proof that they're not, you can't say anything. What, you made up that rule? That's, you know, look, that's the same as the six-foot rule. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, Mario proved to me that those things aren't in heaven. Easy. They're stupid. It is stupid to imagine that that's going to be in heaven. I'm going to see the glory of God. The Bible says everything from this earth is going to burn with a fervent heat. And it's not an amusement park. Heaven is going to be unspeakable glory of God. Now the clapping is not nearly as loud, but we're going to... a crowd of several thousand people the false prophets were sent at a key moment to distract the church and here's how you know they weren't of God number one they didn't tell the church to repent 
You're not a prophet if you're unwilling to rebuke the king. And instead of standing there telling me, I'm a prophet of God, do not touch my anointing. Brother, I'm going to touch your anointing. Because it's not from God. And I'm going to tell you what the key is. Look at me. Here's the key. You didn't tell the people, Jeremiah said, I didn't send you because if I had sent you, you would have turned my people from their evil. There was no call to repent. There was promises that good things were going to happen. They didn't. And here's how it worked. It becomes the God's about to movement. Watch what happened. God's about to. Well, the time came. It didn't happen. Wait. God's about to do something else. And suddenly there's this long string of a bad relationship. It's like the boyfriend that keeps cheating. And saying, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Uh, I'll do better next time. Look, I'm going to give you something. Now, you can't bring the church to the proper level of urgency unless you say to them, God will judge America if America does not repent. Anybody who's not saying that is endangering us. They're being used of the devil to postpone the awakening. And I'm committed to the revival happening now. Now. Come on, how many of you want it now? What we must understand is that signs and wonders will break out when truth is preached in love. If somebody said right. there's going so to be that, a... that was uh, the gist of it right there. Pretty bombastic, uh, but truth. Uh, how many of you felt that was truth, even though it was some hard words that were spoken? So this is the key because there's defining moments in culture. There's defining moments in the church. The church, listen, we, there's times when we get off course and this is what a rebuke, this is when a rebuke comes in. It's not an attack. I want to I want to differentiate. In fact, we did an article about this. There's a difference between a rebuke and an attack. If you attack a person specifically, if you're attacking somebody and you're attacking who they are as a person, that is uh, out of order. That that should not happen. We shouldn't be attacking each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. But a rebuke is when a leader, an elder, somebody like Mario Murillo gets up there and says, "Look, I I didn't hear any names being spoken. I didn't I didn't see any attack." On a person, what I saw is a doctrinal attack. They said, look, this, he said, this isn't happening. This isn't true. And now, if you guys have been following this ministry, you'll know that several weeks back, uh, we, we took similar stances and said some pretty hard things. And I will tell you, there's been people that have walked away from following me. In fact, it's the most significant drop I've ever seen in all the years of ministry. Because, you know, some of the people that Mario may be referring to, I think we've had as past guests and things like that. And I think for the most part, a lot of these people started off well. They started off having a heart for God. They were speaking out of the mouth of God. But then what happens, I think, and this is just my personal opinion, what I think happens is then people get used to you saying a certain thing and there's a pull. There's a pull on you as a minister to continue to say things that are, you know, really big grabbing, you know, uh, boisterous words, you know, very, very bombastic things. 
because that's what people are looking for. And that's where the tickling ears comes in. And that's where ministers of the gospel have to be very, very careful. Because if we uh, let the crowd pull us into what they want to hear, and Lance Walnow, by the way, talked about this during one of his talks at this same event. But if we allow that to happen, so we, as a ministry, we, we were praying and we said, you know what, this is what the Lord is saying. And we've, we've come out and listen, we've talked about repentance. If you've been following me for years, we've been talking about repentance. I was very happy to hear Mario say that. Um, many of the things that we've been talking about, but these stances have not been popular stances because they go against the grain of a lot of the people that are out there saying things right now. And we've been saying, listen, you know, you can't just sit back and eat popcorn. You can't just sit back and, you know, God is going to do something. Just, you know, you don't have to do anything. Just declare it and decree it. No, that's not what the word of God says. The word of God says, if my people who are called by my name, what are they going to do? Humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, pray and seek my face. God gives us the recipe for revival. But the thing is, we as the church have to then go ahead and put those things into action. Judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. It says, if my people, we just talked about this a few weeks ago, if you recall, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. He's not talking about everybody in America. Now, obviously, the Lord would love for everybody in America to repent, but he's talking about his people. And if we get off course, we have to recalibrate. You know, that's, I mean, every person in their walk, including some of the prophetic voices out there, you know, I think they could recalibrate. And I think, uh, you know, we would see, um, you know, something happen in their life by, them humbling themselves before the Lord. So it's not a bad thing if they repent and turn from their wicked ways, but but you can't be out there trying to, you know, tickle ears and just say what people want to hear because it brings in a lot of money. Let's be honest. It brings in a lot of followers. It brings in a lot of shares, social media, all those different things. People want to hear certain things, but see a prophet, and I'm not here to attack the prophets. I'm, I'm being very careful and cautious when I say, but you know, like Mario said, you got to lead people to repentance. You got you to talk about repentance. You got to talk about, hey, this is what the word of God says. And I think there's been a very big vacuum in that area. I love when people talk about the blood of, uh, blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, repentance of sin. How long have we been talking about that? You can go back to shows, and we've been talking about this for ages. But this is, I'm glad to see what Mario's saying. I think it's a tough word. I think it's a now word. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be upset about it, and I'm just going to be honest with you. They're going to they're going to say it's an attack. There's probably going to be people out there mudslinging and uh, all kinds of stuff. So listen, we'll be right back. I'm going to talk more about this. This is the Todd Coconato Show, PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. This is the Todd Coconato Show, better known as The Remnant. PastorTodd.org is the website, PastorTodd.org. And I am so thankful that you're here. Real Talk Radio. Hey, make sure you support Real Talk Radio, by the way. I'm so thankful for Real Talk Radio putting the show on. And uh, anyways, listen, uh, this is a somewhat controversial subject, (laughs) as a lot of things are that I talk about. But I think it needed to be talked about. I think it's something that we need to talk about. Now, I know a lot of these people personally. They're friends. Some of these people that are going to be very angry about this, they're friends of mine. I am not here to attack their character as a person. I'm not here to attack them. I'm not at all. That's not at all what this is about. We are at a defining moment in time. And what Mario was speaking about, I think, needed to be said. A lot of people aren't going to like it. Uh, We've addressed Q. We've addressed 
the prophets on this broadcast, and I do believe in prophecy, and I do believe there are prophets out there that are real. Uh, I've had some of those people on the broadcast. I think there's some great people. Um, we give people on this uh, broadcast sometimes an opportunity to speak and share their heart, and I have no idea what they're going to say. And you know, I may know about their ministry a little bit, but you know, we are doing a little more vetting. I will tell you this, and this just because I've come to understand that if I have somebody on, people just tend to think I'm validating them, like it's my stamp of approval. And in my mind, that's not always the case. I have them on to share, to see what they have to say, because they're in the news, or you know, there's somebody that's out there and their voice. And so, hey, let's let's see what you got to say. But the problem with that, and I've learned this, and I'm learning it more, even in this season is that if I have somebody on, it is kind of like a stamp of approval. So I am going to vow to you to be much more cautious going forward in that aspect because we're, we're in just extraordinary times and there's a lot of voices. And so what will happen is somebody will um, say, hey, you need to have this person on. I might not even follow their ministry. Uh, you got to have them on. They're saying this, they're saying that, they're in the news. And so we'll give them an opportunity to come on and, and share what they have to say. And, and on, a lot of times it sounds really good. Uh, but But the problem is, you don't know what these people are going to do after you have them on. I mean, they may, you know, go nuts. Who knows, you know? So it's it's a crapshoot every time you have a guest, even if you know them well. Now, if you know them well, uh, like I've known Mario Murillo for years, we have a longstanding relationship, that's a little bit different because I know his character, I know the ministry, I can vouch for him. Uh, and that's why his words have a lot of weight for, for me personally because I've followed him for many years, we've been friends for many years. So some of the other people, though, that I've had on, I don't really know them. You know, I know of their ministry. I've, I've listened to maybe one or two of their broadcasts. And I, you know, typically I would just, hey, you know, come on on. I want to hear what you have to say. I'm going to be more careful about that because I realize that you, especially the Remnant Warriors and the Gideons 300 that really follow the ministry and are part of the ministry, it, it says a lot to you if I have somebody on my show. And so I've realized that, and I want to repent to you personally if I have had somebody on in the past and they did end up saying some crazy stuff later on or whatnot, we're going to be more careful. I can't control it. Even Sid Roth tells me. I mean, he's had people on, you know, the people that have been on his show have told me this. I mean, I mean, his uh, the people that run his show. They've said, you know, we've had the same problem. Anybody that, I mean, Eric Metas, same problem. Anybody that has a broadcast has had this problem. Anybody that has a show will tell you, oh, yeah, we've had a couple of guests on that later did some weird stuff. And then, you know, forever after that, people are like, well, you had that person on. So, you know, we can't control people, but we can exercise extreme caution and I think as a ministry and as a show, we're going we're gonna to do this even more so as a vow to you because I just realized what, how critical the time is that we're in. And uh, I need to be more careful too because we can't just have anybody on. Unfortunately, we're in a very weird time where people are saying weird things and doing weird things and there's a lot of confusion. And um, so I am going to be, we're, we as a team are going to vet people way more. And we did vet them, by the way. It's not like we didn't vet them at all. Uh, but we're just going to vet him even more, especially from a doctrinal standpoint. So I just wanted to say that to you for those that listen. And listen, we're all learning. Uh, we're all teachable. I'm teachable. I have mentors and elders in my life. And I mean, just like when COVID first hit, you know, we didn't know exactly what it was. Is it a pandemic? Is it a bioweapon? Later on, we learned a lot more about COVID. And uh, of course, we adjusted a lot of the things we were saying based upon what we had learned. So you have to look at it like that. It's a similar thing in the ministry. I mean, the ministry, I mean, even in doctors, you know, they call doctor's offices practices. Why do they call that? Well, somebody that's actually practicing medicine and, and you know, healthcare, they're going to be trying different things because they're learning as they go on certain things. So we are as well. I just want to be, you know, transparent with you and let you know we are learning as well. And 
Uh, I am personally going to make that vow that we're going to be more cautious about who we have on. So I'm glad that Mario addressed this, though. I'm glad that he did. I am teachable as a minister, and you, you know, all you can do is see where we're going from here and the changes that we're making, and, and we're being um, very, very careful about many different things, even that we say publicly, but at the same time, we are going to stand, and we're standing for truth, and we're standing for righteousness, and so it's a minefield. I've never seen, listen, I've been in the ministry for over 20 years, you know, 23, 24 years, and I've never seen uh, as, as many minds out there that, that can blow up at any time. So we, I have to exercise extreme caution on everything and anything that we say and that we do. And so just pray for us. Pray for pastors that are speaking out. Uh, there are traps out there. There's, there's little minds that are set. And so we want to be led of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And so anyway, I think it was great what Mario said. So let, let's kind of shift gears here. It's, it's along the same lines, but it's a word that the Lord gave me. And I'm going to read this word. And then in the third and fourth segment, we're going to talk about this. And then we'll go back to what Mario said. But this is the word. Okay. So the word is, um, when Jesus came in the flesh, he fulfilled the prophecies. And at the same time, the law, you know, Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to abolish the law as Messiah. Many had thought that he was going to overthrow the current government structure, both in Israel and in Rome. It would make sense that people would think this as they knew that he had come to set the captive free. That was the, you know, they knew there was going to be a savior and he was going to come, Messiah. He was going to come and set the captive free. And they had heard the prophecies. And so now he had come. And so in their finite human minds, just like in ours, they were thinking about the current situation at the time. And they were, you know, even though Israel was semi-autonomous and it was still ruled by an overarching Roman government authority, that is uh, semi-hostile, by the way, to the Jewish community and their faith. And they dealt with many similar types of problems that we do right now. Many of their rulers were wicked. The expectation was that the Messiah would come and change all of that, that Rome would be crushed and that God would restore Israel into its former splendor and even greater. After all, surely God can do this. We all know that. See, but here's the thing. But God, what did God do? God's plans for Messiah and what was about to take place was on a whole nother level. His plan was millions of times more important and impactful, not only for believers in that day, but also for us, all of us, for all eternity. It had eternal consequence, okay? See, God isn't within the constraints of time. He operates outside of time. He is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. It was so much more important, so much bigger what he was about to do than what the humans at that, in that hour thought, okay? And so while the people of that hour had their own expectations and they wanted God to do something concerning their current challenges, God had a much more meaningful plan in mind. The plan was the redemption of all mankind, eternal in its consequence, a way to reconnect a fallen man with a holy God. All one would have to do is accept him as Lord and Savior and turn and repent of their sin and unrighteousness. And Jesus is that eternal sacrificial lamb of God. He came to fulfill the law. Yes, Messiah had come to set the captive free. He had come to change everything. If Jesus had overthrown the current government of Rome, it would only be a short time before another one like it would rise again. I'm going to stop there because we got to go to a commercial break, but, but please stick around because I want to read the rest of this very important word to you. This is the Todd Coconato Show, and you can go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org, and we got the 14-minute segment coming up, so... I'll really get to dig into this. This is a very important conversation today. Very, very important conversation. I hope you're getting something out of this. And uh, we'll be right back. Oh, 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Todd Coconato's show. Pastor Todd here. PastorTodd.org. And uh, we were just talking on the break here. You know, um, people are going to say like, uh, you know, but Pastor Todd, you said they're going to be dancing in the streets. I believe, I have not changed my tune on this. I believe that we are in the cusp, on the cusp of the greatest move of God in the history of mankind before the Lord returns. I have seen, you know, I've been in the ministry for a long time. We've been going around the country the last couple of years, and I've never seen the line so long. I've never seen more people wanting to get baptized, hungry saints, no matter where we go, no matter who I'm with. It's amazing, these lines. I'm telling you, what I've seen is unlike anything I've ever seen all the years of ministry. So it gives me great hope, and I believe these different streams are coming together, these different streams of revival, and that we will see God move in such a way the miracles are going to be so powerful that, I mean, it might even scare people. Uh, the harvest is plentiful. This is what the Lord cares about. So I'm going to go back now to the word that I was giving because I think this is very, very important. And um, it, so I'm going to continue on. So, and, and while the people of that hour had their own expectations and wanted God to do something concerning their current challenges, God had a much more meaningful plan in mind. It was the redemption of all mankind. Eternal and its consequence, a way to reconnect fallen man with a holy God. All one would need to do is accept him as Lord and Savior and turn and repent of sin and unrighteousness. Jesus is the eternal sacrificial lamb of God. He came to fulfill the law. So yes, Messiah had come to set the captive free. He had come to change everything. If Jesus had overthrown the current government of Rome, it would have been a short time before another one just like it would rise again. We live in a foreign world. It was temporal. It was a temporal problem and would have been a temporal solution. But what God gave us in Jesus Christ was an eternal solution. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came, it completed the word of the Lord in saying, this is what he says in John chapter 14, he says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it was neither, you know, they don't see him nor do they know him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. And I will not forsake you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that word. Jesus said that he would be able to do sim that we would be able to do similar miracles as he had performed and even greater things by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord indwells in us. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This then led me to what's happening right now. Okay, here's where we are. So right now, many of us wanted to see God overthrow the injustice of this hour. I know I do. The corruption is everywhere. And while he can and will in some ways, this isn't what our faith is based upon. We don't need to be joined at the hip with what's happening in the news cycle or even with certain people in our government. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. Our identity is in Jesus Christ. The church is the body of Christ. We are the salt and the light. We have the answer to this dying world. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God responds to the prayers of the righteous. And yes, if and when it is in his accordance of his perfect will, if it's in accordance with his perfect will, you know, then God will respond. He'll answer that prayer. The best way that we can pray is his will. We may not always get what we want or how we want it, and that's okay. We are sometimes unable to see what God is doing as our perception and vision is limited compared to what God sees. The challenge in, in this hour is that many have based their faith upon 
and, and their future, by the way, upon the calculations, words, assumptions, and or even our own desires. And while God will bless us and be with us even until the end of the age, we cannot anchor our faith to the moment or the latest thing. Our faith must be on the solid rock. So will God change the current situation? I believe God's always moving. He does respond to our prayers, and he will move on our behalf. But his biggest concern is souls, our soul, the souls of others, the harvest, repentance of sin, and unrighteousness. While I believe this is happening right now, it, it's, it's, what, what I believe is happening right now is so much bigger. It's bigger than we could see and even understand. Just like the people of Israel, when the Messiah had come, we have all had many hopes and plans in our own heads. Okay, I'm, I'm admitting this. I do too. And even what God is doing and how he's going to do it. We've had our own plans. This is how we think it's going to happen. But here's my advice. I've done this also. I'm going to focus on Jesus and on souls. We all should. Does that mean I won't get involved politically? No, of course not. I will. I most certainly will speak and pray about all matters that concern us as a people. I will stand. We all must. We are called to occupy until he comes. Here's the thing. We can't walk around with our heads down as if we're defeated or God has forgotten about us. He hasn't. We must do our part and we will do. You know, listen, do your part. Show up, stand up. And he's going to do what he's going to do. He's God. And let me tell you something. Nothing can stop what God's going to do. Nothing. Nothing can stop what God's going to do. But in the meantime, like the old song says, my hope it's found in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Get in his word. Pray. Seek his face. Go deeper in your faith. Do what he tells you to do. Wake up and say, what can I do to be about your business today, Lord? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Let's find that place of peace and rest in Christ. Christ Jesus, let's be present in the moment. We don't need to run from this one or that one every day just to get a new word. Go into the word. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. This is a time for big faith. God is getting his church, which is his bride, ready. There is no middle ground. It's either in or out. It's time to pick a side. We will be okay as long as we stay in his presence and we learn to hear his voice and we lean on on our own understanding and in all our ways we acknowledge him and he will direct our path. Draw near to God. He will give you the peace and the rest. Make it about souls. Know his word. Trust in him. He's enough. We must tend to the great harvest. This is a major part of God's end time plan. The harvest is massive. It's no mistake that we're alive right now. Once again, God's plan is much bigger than we can imagine, just like it was for the children of Israel. Same thing. They had a finite understanding. They had a finite idea. But what he has in store is much bigger. So therefore, according to Ephesians 6, take the time, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. God wants us to stand. This is our assignment in this hour. Do we have to know everything that's going to happen? We don't. Does God use prophetic voices? I believe there are legit prophetic voices out there that God is using. But I also think it's very important what Mario Murillo said. What Mario said was key because there are people saying ridiculous things. There are people telling you, hey, you don't even need to read the word of God. 
and, and if you're following somebody and you're not growing in your faith, all you're doing is listening to their latest thing, what they have to say. That's not growing in your faith. That's not going deeper. That's not spending time in the secret place. So you got to look at the fruit. What's the fruit of me following this person? Are they always moving, you know, the narrative? Are they always moving the, the end, the goal line? If they're doing that constantly, there's, there's a check. There's a reason like, hey, that's a little weird. Have they said things in the past that they said were prophetic from the Lord that nothing even close happened to that? Now, people can say, well, I think this is going to happen or this may happen or I kind of feel like this is going to happen. But if they're saying, thus saith the Lord, this is going to happen. God said it. You know, I think there's a, a grace. I think you got to give them a little bit of grace, but you know, Come on, friends. I mean, people are out there giving a word like every single day and like, you know, 98% of the things they're saying haven't happened. Or there's other people giving like recaps of, of the, all the times they hit it. But what about all the times they didn't hit it? Who's giving a recap of that? So, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't want us to be addicted like mediums, you know, in the body of Christ where it's like, we got to go to this person every day, you know, or these people because these are the only people. Now, like I said, are there legitimate voices out there that do fear the Lord and are operating in the office of a prophet, I do believe so. And, and again, I'm not here attacking anybody personally or individually. I'm just uh, enunciating what Mario said because I think it was wisdom and of the Lord. We, we've got to really look at this and say, hey, what does the body of Christ need to do? How do we actually respond? Well, God has given us in his word ways that we should respond. He's given us ways. We just talked about it recently. First of all, don't grow weary in doing good. What is the promise of God over your life? Yes and amen. Hope in a future. He said he's with you even until the end of age. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He says he responds to the prayers of the righteous. Thank you, Lord. He says, be ye holy for I am holy. That means be set apart. Test the spirits. If your heart ain't right, you know what? Get it right. Creating me a clean heart, Lord. Renew a right spirit. People say, well, this one said that or this one said that. Listen, don't focus on what everybody said. All I'm trying to say is what is God saying to you? What does his word say? Because his word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the word of God. Hallelujah. Do I want to see these people have no ministry anymore? Of course not. I don't want to see anybody uh, lose their ministry or lose, you know, what God's given them. I just think that everybody needs to recalibrate here and say, hey, you know what? Should I be talking about, you know, jello mountains in heaven? Or, you know, where, where are we at here as the body of Christ? You know, what, what are some things that we should actually be talking about? Maybe uh, all the egregious things and how we take back the territory. We have the authority in Jesus' name to pull down strongholds. He says he's given us authority to trample on scorpions and devils. What is God's heart for the church? Well, he comes back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. He comes back for a church that, that truly loves him. Okay, well, if the church truly loves him, what does that mean? Well, if you love him, you follow his, his commandments, right? You follow what he said. I mean, that's what he said. And so if we do that, we wake up every day and we say, Lord, I don't even want this to be about me. I don't even want this to be, uh, you know, something that, you know, I want, my desire, my plans. Because a lot of people are just looking for the preacher that's basically saying the things that they want to hear. And I've, I've said this, listen, if you've listened to this broadcast, you know I've said this. I don't want a short-term relationship. I want a long-term relationship. A long-term relationship means that you can trust me and I can trust you. And if we're building that relationship together, look, there's going to be course corrections. There are going to be times when I'm very transparent. But here's what we do as a group. We seek God's heart. And we say, Holy Spirit, convict us. Holy Spirit, 
guide us. Holy Spirit, create in us a clean heart. If there's something in me that's not of you, get it out, Lord. If there's something in my life that's, that's, that's grieving your Holy Spirit, get it out. See, this is what's going to be the long term. Do people make mistakes? How many times have I seen leaders over the years make mistakes? A lot. Because we're human. We're not God. People are trying to make pastors out to be perfect or preachers or you know evangelists or prophets. No, no one's perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. But here's the difference. Are you a good repenter? Are you somebody that's a, a good repenter? Are you authentic enough and real enough to say, hey, you know what? Create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord. Renew a right spirit in me. I need to get right before you. I want to make sure. Lord, I'm just not sure. I want to make sure this is of you. I want to make sure, Lord, I'm making a lot of big decisions. I'm saying a lot of big things. I want to make sure these things are of you. If they're not, Lord, God, convict my heart or bring an elder into my life or a mentor or somebody to speak a word of correction in love so that I may be right before you and that I may also be doing the work of your kingdom to to every day of my life. I want to be about your business, not my business, not what I want, not what I want to see happen. See, the first thing that we need to do is identify the problem. The problem is, look, we have a country that's morally bankrupt. We have a country that's trying to take God out of everything. We have a country that's, that's going after our little kids. What can we do? Well, we're going to be a people of action. There's many things that we can do. Stay tuned because in this next segment, we're talking about some of those things. What we can do and why we shouldn't get upset about what was said today, but instead we look at our heart and we say, create in me a clean heart, Lord. Renew a right spirit. I want to be about your business. I just want to make sure I'm right before you, Lord. All right, so listen, we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show, pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. We'll be right back. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces pass and I'm homebound. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show, PastorTodd.org. We love you. Thank you for this community. Listen, we're just doing life together. You know, I was sitting down with some dear friends, and by the way, supporters of this broadcast, and uh, one of the, the, you know, my friend, she said, um, you know, Todd, you, you apologize too much, and you, and you try to justify, you know, just, just say what you got to say. And so <laughs> I just want to... I do, I do need to be careful not to, you know, the, the problem is I just get a lot of attack and I'm just, I don't want to hurt anybody. That's the key. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want, look, I get these heresy hunter people coming after me and, you know, every word I say, they take like little clips and they make videos of it and all that. So, you know, it, you can become a little paranoid if you're a voice out here, especially in this hour. But here's the thing. If I say it, I mean it. My job, what I'm trying to do, look, I have a family. I'm just trying to, make this world a better place and to to know Jesus and to make him known. And for you to have a real encounter with Jesus, I pray that if you listen to this broadcast regularly, that you are going deeper in your faith. That is my heart. And, And there's been a lot of religion. There's been a lot of people, Pharisees of this hour. You know, we got the fake news media, the modern day prophets of Baal speaking lies and propaganda and disinformation. We got people in the church that are deceived. You know, there's all different types of views. And, and then you got the heresy hunters and the Pharisees of this hour and the religious people that are walking around the spirit of religion. So, you know, you got the friendly fire, you got the world, you got the government, you got everybody that wants to silence a voice of truth. Well, the Lord told us that's exactly what would happen. So we're now living that out. So you, if you're raised up in this hour, if, if this message resonates with you, or listen, if you are so angry with me because what we broadcast today on this program and you're angry with Mario Murillo, listen, all I would say is this, don't... Just take it to the Lord. 
I'm not trying to force this down your throat. We are a talk show. We are a, a, a convert. This is a conversation. This is free speech. Okay. We're having a free speech dialogue and we're, and we're sharing things so that you and I can take it to the Lord and we can say, Lord, is this you? And if, if I'm off, if I'm wrong, if I'm following somebody that's, that's truly not about souls and about the great commission, and maybe there's more to this story. Maybe I just, what I'm hoping that we all learn, including myself is to be teachable teachable, accountable, somebody that, that faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. You know, if, you, if you've been listening to somebody online for months and months and months or years even, that's, that's pushing a certain narrative and maybe the Lord is just now working on your heart and saying, you know, the person's not a bad person, they mean well, but they're wrong or they're off. Or maybe you should stop listening to that. Our goal, honestly, is to work ourselves out of a job. Our goal is to, to raise up leaders, Joshua's, and people that become equipped enough to where they can stand on their own. Because listen, Paul encouraged himself in the Lord. There's going to be an hour. We don't know. Right now, I got free speech. I'm able to talk on these platforms, wherever you're listening to this platform on. And praise God, you're able to hear this voice and this message. But there may be a time when you don't anymore. There may be a time when they silence a voice like me. And maybe they can actually get away with it like they've done in China. And if we get to that hour, so our, this time right now is God is cleaning out his church. He's coming back for a, a bride without spot nor wrinkle. He's coming back for a people that hunger and thirst for righteousness. He's coming back for a people that truly are authentic believers. But listen, just like Peter denied Jesus three times, God still poured into him. Jesus still poured in him and used him. And he was a great Christian before he died. Why? Because God has mercy and God knows the state of our heart. So we're going we're gonna to talk about things that, that sometimes stir you or upset you. I may post something that upsets you. And listen, I, I love people and I love you. And so, you know, if you contact me or, you know, you write me, I'm going to try to explain or share my heart with you because I don't want to just dismiss you or your thoughts or your feelings. And sometimes people see that as like me defending myself, but I just really love you and I love people. But I, you know who loves you even more than me is God. You know, it loves you even more, way more. You know who's going to be with you forever and ever? God. We're going to rule and reign for all eternity. This We are just passing through in this world. We are literally just passing through. And yet the God of heaven and earth is so full of grace and so full of mercy and loves us so much. And all he wants is for you and I to get our house in order and have our heart rewrite, free will, come to him, say, Lord, fix me, help I'm broken. I need you to fix me, God. That's what the Lord wants. He wants us to come humbly before him and say, I don't have it all figured out, but you do, God. I am the clay. You're the potter. Guide me. Order my steps, O Lord. And that's why I just love King David. And you read the Psalms. David was such an, a broken person, yet he was a king. And before that, he was a warrior. Before that, he was a little shepherd boy. But David, in all the different seasons of his life, you know what he was really good at? repenting and calling upon the Lord. You want, you want a good relationship with the Lord, become a good repenter, be somebody that gets on your face and has an, an, an open heart, a sincere, authentic heart and says, God, I don't have it all figured. I make mistakes, Lord. You saw I messed up, but God, I love you so much. I want to serve you, God. I want to be right before you. I want to be about your business. I want to save souls. I tell anybody that's in any type of financial situation or any type of challenge, 
You start making it about souls, you're going to see the Lord is, is not worried about the current state of our economy. You may think right now that, you know, bad things are happening. Maybe you lost money or 401k or your stocks or whatever. But listen, you want to step into God's economy, start becoming a good tither. Trust God. Start, start doing, just, just listen, make it about souls. You're going to see the Lord is going to take care of every single need according to his riches and glory. God is going to take care of your needs. This station that you're listening on, wherever you're listening to this broadcast, that's because God opened this door up. God opened the door for us to come on here. We, we are just a, a small ministry that's just, you know, we operate as a big ministry. We're a small ministry, but here's the thing. We just said, use us, Lord. We're here. We showed up. Lord, I want to be your mouthpiece. I want to be used of you. I pray that if people listen to this, they strengthen themselves in their faith. They're strengthening their faith because of your spirit and the spirit of God that lives in me. We are all trying to figure this out. We're all on a faith journey. I'm not, I'm the least, I'm, listen, I'm not somebody that attacks people. I love everybody. Even if you messed up and you come back and you repent, I'm going to forgive you because that's what the Bible says to do. I have an open door policy at this ministry. But, you know, we're going to speak truth, and we're not going to apologize for speaking the truth because it's the truth that sets the captive free. I was just having this conversation with a preacher down in Florida, and I said, you know, he was like, Pastor Todd, you know what it is about you? He says, you love the people. I said, I do. I love the people. I love you. I want you to be thriving. What do you get out of it, Pastor Todd? Well, you know what I get out of it? I get out of seeing somebody thrive. That's it. I'm not looking for anything. I don't, I don't need my name in lights. I don't need my name on a flyer. I want to see you thrive. I want to see you set up for success. So we have these kinds of conversations like we did today, and we share these things because this, if we take it to the Lord, not argue me on the feet, if we take it to the Lord and we just say, is this you, Lord? What do you want to say to me in this? Have I got distracted? Have I been listening to voices that maybe I shouldn't be? I'm not here to tell you they're bad people. I'm just saying, I want to see you set up for success. If you're sitting here listening to someone that's basically lying or saying something that's not of God, you're going down some trail that you shouldn't be going down instead of doing the work of the Lord. See, if you do the work of the Lord and you don't bury the talents that God's given you, you're going to prosper. He's going to expand your territory. That's what we can take to the bank. You can take that to the bank. You make it about souls, you can take that to the bank. You Listen, I'm telling you right now, you want a challenge? Start making everything about the souls. You wake up in the morning and say, Lord, how can I be about your business? Lord, anoint me for this day. You walk into the gym. You walk into the grocery store. You walk into the, the, the coffee shop. I'm telling you right now, God will orchestrate divine appointments. He will bring people along your path. If you're willing to mentor people and disciple somebody, it doesn't even be 100 or 20. It could be one. But if you take time and mentor, that one person could go out there and be the next Billy Graham. They could go the next, you know, Rodney Howard Brown could be the next whoever, you know, Mario Morello could be the next Pastor Todd. Just go and, and, and just put in the time and say, you know what? I'm willing to have a coffee with you and, and just shoot the breeze. Talk about life. Share, share what the Lord's done in your life. See, we overcomplicate everything. Everybody thinks they got to have a huge platform, a huge church. Why? Why do you think that? Jesus had 12 that he poured into most of the time. It wasn't a mega church. Jesus, the God of heaven and earth, he was not a mega church pastor. He was somebody that said, yes. That, that, that was about the harvest, and look what he did. He, he not only flipped over the tables, but he changed the world forever. And that's what he wants of his people. He wants us to be game changers. He wants us to be history makers. We walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Acts chapter 2, it came to men and to women alike. And he's given us the Holy Spirit so that we can do what he did 
and even greater things. And we are the church. We are the body. We are the ecclesia. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and if you haven't, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now before we go. If that's you today, you want to you accept Jesus, just lift your hand wherever you are. I know we're on the radio. Just lift your hand. Say, Pastor, that's me. Repeat this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the blood. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I give you my life. I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't that powerful? The angels in heaven right now are rejoicing. Hallelujah. God is moving in your life. He's not done with you. He's not done with your situation. He is going to move on your behalf. He is going before you like he did with the children of Israel. PastorTodd.org, we love you. We bless you. We'll see you next week. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, everybody. I really appreciate you. I hope you got something out of this. Thank you to the Remnant Warriors. Thank you to Gideon's 300. Thank you to those that are the core group of this. We're going to be launching core group in January. Very excited for that. And uh, if you, you know, you feel the Lord's using this ministry, God's put it on your heart to help us. We would really appreciate your helping us at toddcoconado.com slash give, or you can go to pastortodd.org and help us in this broadcast. We love you. We bless you. And we'll be back very soon.